Welcome to the Church Strengthening Podcast, brought to you by the Grand Crossings Baptist Association, located in the heart of Missouri, in the counties of Audrain and Callaway, where churches are working together to advance the kingdom of Christ. I'm your host, Preston Thompson, Director of Missions for Grand Crossings, and I'm joining the studio today with some good friends. So please pay attention and learn how we can grow together as churches. Put your money where your mouth is. I dare you. That's really weird, right? I mean... That's all your money? (laughs) It's the representation of all of it, that's for sure. Oh, it's figurative money. And welcome to the podcast. (laughs) Yes, I was recording that. I saw you were recording that. Yes. So we're talking about follow-up. Should we introduce ourselves? In case the first time somebody is listening. It's kind of like the gang. So, yeah, go ahead. Hi. I'm Brad. I'm an associate pastor at First Baptist in Fulton. Hi, I'm Will. I'm a senior pastor at Rising Sun Baptist Church. And I'm LP. I'm an associate pastor at Union Hill Baptist Church. And I'm your host, Preston Thompson, Director of Missions, Grand Crossings Baptist Association. So we are talking about follow-up, guys. Follow-up for events, services. This comes from a lot of our churches um, that are that are asking, how do we get information from people? Or maybe on Sunday morning, we're struggling with getting visitors to fill out information. What do we do? So I'm going to leave that there, and then you guys take it Besides off. forcing them, is that not an option? You cannot leave. We've chained all your tires the, together. You doors. cannot leave until you fill out <laughs> the visitor card. Yes, which... I am correct in thinking that the only place the words visitor card are ever uttered are in a church, right? It's not a thing anywhere else. But I don't know what else to call them. I just, you know, it's just one of those things we say that it doesn't have any meaning anywhere else, I think. But, um, yeah, I think probably we part of it is we just have to have a different expectation because people have learned to be guarded with their information. Right. I mean, we say, you know, we check the little box that says uh, we're not going to sell your information or I give you permission to contact or whatever. But the Internet age has certainly taught people to be guarded in the personal information they push out because I don't know where it's going to end up. And so I think as churches, some of what we have to do is just realize just asking for it sometimes is, it, well, I would say all the time, it's not going to. It's not going to work really well. Yeah, I think that's okay. Mm-hmm. I, I just would be reasonable about our expectations of how that's going to work. Now, just for one, what do we do? What should we do instead? Uh, we try to periodically say, in our context at Union Hill, every once in a while, every six weeks or so, I tell our folks, hey, the idea here is I'm going to announce these, and I'm going to ask people to fill them out, but it'll be way better if you see somebody and you grab one of these information cards and go to them and say, we're really glad you're here. Could I help you fill this thing out? Could I get this some information from you? And the other thing that I try to be, every time I talk about it, I try to be in the habit of every time I talk about it, I'm saying, this is going to be just enough information for us to give you a note to say we were glad you were here. We're going to mail you a letter, and you're probably going to get an email from a deacon or somebody like that that says, we're glad you're here. That's really why we want the information. That's it. Now, when we say that, that, that needs to be what we do, right? right? Yeah. <laughs> Not show up at their house, call them a hundred times. Right. 
Right. Hey, you didn't come back next the next week. Where are you? Oh, we really missed you, and we want you to come back. Yeah, that's, that's always those, I think, what people have to worry about. And I know even before, you know, I got into uh, being a Christian, and I would have churches call my places of work trying to find me. And it was like, whoa, what are you doing? <laughs> um, that's why I never went back and to that to the work denomination. or to the church? To the church. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Both. <laughs> uh, no, the work said you get a personal <laughs> phone call again, you're going to be gone. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Uh, but, you know, and because of that, I've taken that into, you know, when handing out the visitor cards and stuff like that and trying not to be that, that pushy. But then again, when, you know, even things like our, you know, block party or uh, events like that, you know, we always got those cards and we're trying to get those out we're trying to get the information we're trying to just get connected with people and uh you know now i don't look at it as you know pushy but i still want that information right yeah well lp what you said that you you explain the whole process exactly what's going to happen um if they do that i i think that's key because you're breaking down that well I'm going to be guarded with my information, but they just told me exactly what's going to happen. So yeah. I'm going to get an email. Someone's going to send me a letter. I, I can do that, you know. Yeah. And so I think those are some great, great things. I think something that Brad said there just in passing, and, and again, it's I, I don't mind it if that's what if we're if we're honest about it, if we're open about it. But I think we are getting into. Uh, an area and even in our rural context people are just not as open to somebody showing up on the door as they used to be now i'm not sure that's good for our society right, right. i'm not yeah. I'm, I'm not sure that says good things about us but i do think as churches we have to deal with that in a real sort of, of way mm-hmm. uh you know to say hey this is this just is it's it's you know, maybe it's good or bad, but it just is the way it is. And so, yeah, for us, we're going to contact them with a letter. You know, if they if they come a couple of times, uh, then they probably get a phone call at some point, touch base. And if they request a visit, or if we find if we find some need to visit, there's always going to be contact ahead of that. Um, but sort of all of this is in the context, and and Will said something just a minute ago that reminded me we've been talking about when they come in already right how do we get information but last time we talked about doing things in our community um of course will at rising sun they do the fun day um maybe we do vacation bible school which is another activity to get folks in but when we have events how do we get information in those content Mm -hmm. when it's much shorter time frame there's much less commitment on their part right they didn't give up an hour to come in and sit with us in, they came by a carnival booth or a street fair or a, you know a something. How do you even get information from those folks? Yeah, I, I know we do an Easter egg hunt, uh, and when we do that, we have online registration and in-person registration. Um, if you register online, you can skip the line and just go right to your starting spot. Um, and Sounds what we like do Disney is, World. Exactly, exactly. If you, the pay fast little, pass. if you pay a little bit, if you pay a little bit more money, uh, you can get the eggs faster. Uh, not really. Not not really. Uh, but uh, it does help streamline. But then we have we have it all typed in, so we're not trying to decipher handwriting. 
uh, and everybody does it before, and so we just have a list, check them off. Yeah. And what we do is we, you know, we will go through, and if they don't have a church home, we will follow up with them in a different way than the others. We might we might follow up with everybody and just say thanks for coming. We're glad you were were there. Um, if you are ever looking for a church, but we don't pursue people that we know go to another church. So what? exactly is that, is that any faith or any church or is that just any any Christian church? Okay. So whether it's a church in our association, whether that's another another a church of another denomination, but any Christian church. Now if they go to a temple or a mosque, which we haven't really had anybody put that down uh, for our Easter egg hunt yet. Not saying it won't happen, but <laughs> that hasn't come up. Um, we, we would follow up with them and, you know, but again, even those to me, I've always felt like following up with that is so impersonal, impersonable. No, is that right? That's a word. Impersonal. Impersonal. Yeah. Happy to help. Leftover from lunch. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but I've, I've always felt like if you can make a personal connection. So I try to watch people, if they're talking to someone, uh, from our congregation and they're talking to someone and they don't have a church home, I try to get them to follow up with that family because they already have a connection, they already have a contact, and if you know if, if you know each other, that personal connection right. uh, is, is so much more powerful than if I call them, who, they've never met me, they don't know me other than maybe I, I had an announcement or something, um, but I, I, you know, if they, for whatever reason, if we have a connection, that's so important. So at events, one of the things that we've done in the past or, or we've had suggested to us, you know, we might have a drawing of some kind, a prize. Sure. In order to get, um, yeah, just give some information. I mean, the truth is we're trying to get information. So we're, we're trying to entice you to fill out a card. I don't think there's anything particularly wrong with that as long as when we get the information on the card somewhere, I think it's good to say, hey, our intent is to contact yeah. you. You know, opt out. Right. <laughs> you now, know, will you allow us to contact well, you? Or, right. Or saying on there, we're going to contact you. You know, even like you were saying when you do on Sunday morning, we're going to contact you for this purpose. Right. Is that okay? Or not even ask. Just say we're going to do it, and and say you have. To, I mean, they don't have to enter the drawing, but you can say if you want to enter the drawing, you have to have sure all lines filled in or whatever. You know. Yep. Now. And one thing I've kind of noticed and came to this myself is that usually when, like a church, if you're doing a drawing or if you have any sort of, you know, VBS, um, you know, the fun day stuff, you know, we always have the kids registered. It's almost, I, I, I think it's almost expected that, you know, if you fill something out at a church, you're probably going to get a phone call. You're mm-hmm. probably going to, yeah. you know, get somebody stopping by your house. You know, I, you know, when I was living in Jeff City, um, I kind of had a free Sunday and uh, talked to uh, the pastor uh, at the church I was going to at the time. And I just said, hey, I'm going to go check out this church. You know, nothing, not jumping. I'm just, I just want to see what they're doing over there. Um, and he was like, yeah, that's fine. So I knew when I went and I filled out the card, I knew somebody was going to stop by my house or they were going to call. Um, I just knew that was going to happen. Maybe that's because I'm in the business mm-hmm. um, and I kind of know what was to expect. Um, but then I also look at that and I think to myself, if these people care, they're going to call me. Right. They're going to stop by. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and trying not to make it intrusive, but just, hey, you know, we saw you came to our church. You know, is there anything we could pray for you about or stuff like that? It, I, I almost think it's if you go into a church uh, and you see the visitor card, yeah, you can choose to fill one out, not to fill one out. Don't think we're going to be hounding your door every second of the day. Um, you know, when the, those, um, the deacons from that church came by, you know, I, I told them, hey, I'm with this church. I was just seeing what y'all were about. Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh, well, we were glad to have you. And that was that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's, that's my thought. Yeah, well, and I, and I should kind of break those two apart a little bit um, for that. It, when somebody's in our church and we would like this information card, then I'm trying to entice them to do it by saying, here's how this is going to work. So that somebody new might have the expectation, oh my gosh, if I fill this out, this means there's a knock on my door coming. Well, no. So don't be afraid to fill it out. Yeah. Yeah. So that's yeah. what it, But in the external context, because we, we have some city festivals in Holt Summit uh, occasionally, and so we'll have a booth there. And so when we're getting information there, that's the part where I feel like, Okay, you're not just filling out a card. The more honest we can be and open about that, the better, just so there's never a bad taste. Yeah. Uh, I, I think you're right. I think most people who fill out, in our in central Missouri, most people who fill out a, an information card for a church are saying, okay, we kind of know the drill yeah. here. Uh, but I don't think it hurts us to be extra careful, yeah, yeah, yeah. to be honest. Well, you say that, but think about the people that are coming to church. More and more, it is unchurched or dechurched, mm-hmm. and yep. so the worst thing to do is not do anything. Well, yeah, yeah. you know, you have to have and some so sort of it, so if you Absolutely. do it and it is door to door and you're you're doing that, then great. If that works in your context, but you kind of need to go in going, we're gonna find out what works mm-hmm. and what doesn't work. Right. But if you're a church out there and you're listening to this and and you have not done anything for follow up, start. Just start somewhere. Yeah, it's never too late to start. Yeah. And the old, the old models and stuff, they still work. I mean, going door-to-door evangelism still works. Now, is it as effective as it was once? Right. No. No. People are more guarded. We've talked about that. But does it still work? Yes. You have a lot of people out there, a lot of pastors, a lot of churches that still do that, and it, it still works. Now, what we're talking about a lot of times with follow-up is gathering a mass of people, usually at our location. You know, block party yeah. trailer um, or, or VBS or something like that. And so they're coming to us. So there, I think there's a little bit of an expectation that they're coming to us, therefore we're probably going to ask them for something. Yep. Um, and so building that in. I also want to say this. On Sunday mornings, uh, I tell this to a lot of our churches, is we should look at our pews. And this is something a pastor can say to uh, Sunday school teachers or, or to his regular folks, is look, every pew should be a mission field. And so if you're a, if you're a, you know, you, more or less your name is on the back of the pew. That's where you sit all the time. You should look at your pew as how can, I want every visitor to sit here. And I'm going to take it upon myself to get that information. I want to be friendly. I want to, I want to love on them. Mm-hmm. If I'm a Sunday school teacher, I'm looking for any new person who's not in my class. 
Maybe they are a longtime person who has come to our church, but they're not in a Sunday school class. So every church, I, every Sunday, I have a, an opportunity to, to see the mission field. And then we, we kind of go from there. I tell this a lot of, of our churches that the church has lost its ministry of hospitality. Think about back in the day, and maybe not for Will and, and for Brad, but LP, you and I, we grew up in the church. Yeah. That it used to be, you know, either grandma or mom would put on a big, big fixing for Sunday lunch. Mm. And a lot of people would invite guests to their homes or invite the pastor over. That just doesn't happen that much. Not near as much anymore. I would just like to say, I grew up in church too, just in California. Where everyone was far more guarded all the time already. Yeah, we there. We kind of think California has churches. Yeah, that's true. I'm not sure. And <laughs> what what's just happened? <laughs> Everybody just turned off. Yeah, yeah. it's no. Everything California. Brad says is, is automatically yeah. gone. But the front doors of our churches are now the living rooms and kitchens of our homes. That we see less and less people coming from the community. But that's going back to the last, last podcast about knowing your community, but then inviting them into your home. And that could come from, from church. Are we inviting people to our homes? Are they getting to know us outside of this four walls of the church building where you know we act a certain way there? But do people really know who we are? And I would say this, uh, even though we've been horrible practitioners of it, um, Young families, families with young children particularly, a lot of that gathering now happens at a restaurant, right? I mean, we go out to eat after church. Families with young children, it's amazing to me how much more relaxing it was to be in someone's home or in a Mm -hmm. different setting because I don't have to keep track of what Mm -hmm. my kids are tearing up or jumping on the next booth or, I don't know, maybe that's just my kids. but, But... you know, it was it was a much more relaxed setting. I enjoyed it. even and like I say, we did a really poor job. Have done a really poor job of this, even in my own home. Uh, but it can be a very viable ministry. You might think, well, how how could we even do that? Will people really accept it? Yeah, people really will, and we could do a good job with that. Um, <laughs> that mission field thing. I thought of a of a movie scene. I have a T shirt by the way that says I speak fluent movie quotes. So. Mm. everything relates yes. to a movie pretty much yeah. but i do remember a scene where the the strategy team is around and they're telling uh, the the uh, the main actor here he says now the important thing here is to not to appear panicked and the main character says well i think the important thing is actually not to panic you know and I, so that in in our guests who come to church or in the community when we're out there i can I hear my wheels turning in the background thinking, now, now we want this information, but don't appear like we just want the information, <laughs> yeah. right? Well, yeah. okay, so the way to fix that is to not only want the information, to actually be more interested in the we person than the information, <laughs> right? Now, what do we do to make them know that we care about it? Well, a good start would be to actually care, right. and that sounds very harsh and very forward. I'm, I'm thinking of myself here. Sometimes I miss the goal because I am. I mean, if you put me on the personality plots, I'm a task-oriented guy. Uh, so what falls off of that? What's the opposite of that? Well, you're people-oriented. Oh, good. Union Hill's got a pastor on staff who's more task-oriented than people-oriented. 
That's got to be a good mix, right? Well, yeah, sometimes it's really poor. <laughs> but but it, it's, it's who I am. So I have to remind myself, hey, I'm more interested in you than I am getting this card filled out. Now, it'd be great if I got both of them, right? I want the information I, because I want to follow up with you. Like you were saying, Brad, that personal connection is very, uh, very, very important. should be primary. Uh, that will fix a lot of the other issues we have. If we actually made personal connections with people, oh yeah, they're more likely to come back. Hello, yep. Yep. <laughs> you know, with or without a, a follow up card or whatever. But I think it's very well said. Whatever we do in follow up will be better than nothing. Yeah. Well, yeah. and that's something that we've talked about doing is is trying to manufacture. No, that's not right. That's basically <laughs> right. Manufacture personal connections where you say, oh. This person lives on your street. Hey, so-and-so from our church, can you call them? Yeah, I had no idea. They're four houses down from us. Or, you know, try to plot out areas where you know people live. And when somebody visits your church or you get their information and they're unchurched or don't have a church, uh, you can figure out who's going to follow up with them. Because... Yeah, I'm not particularly task oriented, but I'm also um, I'm also an introvert, so I've got a, lots of stuff working against me. And so when I call somebody on the phone and they I don't know them, I'm like, hey, you came to our church yesterday, and basically by by the time I end the call, I'm thinking, oh, well, they'll never come back because they think I'm insane or they think I'm just this <laughs> awkward person that doesn't know how to talk to people on the phone. And it's just because I get so nervous, my mind is screaming at me, hang up, hang up, hang up. Uh, but I, I think if they can connect with other people that are in their area, it's so much more beneficial for them and for the church because then they you already have a common purpose, a common goal, whatever, because you're on the same street, you're in the same area. Okay. Or we've had people who's like, oh, I had no idea this child didn't go to church. I know their parents from school, and their child's in my son's class. I'll follow up with them. I'm like, yes, that's awesome. One, I don't have to make that phone call. And two, they already have somebody that goes to the school. Because, again, if they get a call from me, it's, yeah, it's not going to go well. Well, not because I don't care, but just because of the awkwardness. I even text Brad because he's terrible on the phone. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Exactly. Exactly. Email, text message, so much better. Well, let's talk about that instant communication. Social media. Is it okay to Facebook stalk them? Send them a message. Well, you know, uh, it's a great, me, that's a great area. <laughs> figure out and, who their friends are. So stock their friends. Yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll seven, say it like this. Um, yeah, <laughs> because well, last week was the the casing the joint. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Our stalking. Facebook stalking for Jesus. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the title. I've noticed. I noticed that uh, when. You know, we get visitors sometimes, and I'll, I'll make that connection. I'll talk to them. I'll, you know, introduce myself, stuff like that. Um, more than likely, usually when I get home, there'll be, like, a, a new friend request on Facebook. Sure, And yeah. mm-hmm. I, I got to say, I, I'm at that love-hate relationship with Facebook where mm-hmm. I could give it up, but unfortunately, we kind of do so much with it now yeah. that you have to be there. But in that, I'll accept it, you know, Um Within reason, uh, I'll say that. Like, you know, but I'll, I'll accept that Facebook uh, request. I will, you know, and then that opens up that line of communication of mm-hmm. saying, hey, you know, it was great having you at church today. Uh, hope to see you, you know, next Sunday. 
And usually not after the next Sunday, but if I don't see them, at least hey, in a couple of weeks, shoot a message. Hey, man, you know, it was, sorry we missed you today, you know, uh, right. why don't you come back next Sunday? And it, yeah. it really opens up, and it's made, uh, again, love-hate relationship with Facebook, but it's made some good connections with people who have kind of stepped away from the church but now are coming back because, yeah. hey, I can instant message them and... I can see if he's read it. You know? Right, right, yeah. <laughs> you know they're ignoring you. And yeah. So, oh, maybe I should back off a little bit. Yeah, well, exactly. I've sent them 12 messages this week, and they haven't replied once. <laughs> and What's the and deal? probably the balance, uh, the other side of the coin to what Preston said a little bit ago, uh, you know, whatever you do, door-to-door, probably not as effective as it once was. But that's what you do? Okay, that's what you do. I think the uh, the balancing factor there is to say, Okay, what's best received? That doesn't have to be all I do, but for a generally a generational line here, for a particular generation, if you said, hey, I'm going to reach out to you on Facebook, even if they have Facebook, they would be like, okay, that's really nothing, yeah. right? That's not much right. of a touch. On the other hand, uh, full disclosure, I'm 45 years old, uh, for people my age and younger, yeah, that kind of is a touch. I mean, that's, that seems very impersonable. You got me saying it. That seems very impersonal. But, um, but it's, I, you know, I get, I, get, I don't know, 150 birthday wishes on, on Facebook on my birthday, right. right? And you think, okay, that's stupid. It's really not. It's a cool thing. I get, I get one birthday wish every year from Saudi Arabia. From a guy, oh, <laughs> not not from the country as a whole. Wow! But there's a guy who I was friends with. Bigger story here. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. yeah, NASA but, is now listening to the podcast. Yeah, right. Not NASA. NSA. NSA. Yeah. There we go. But um, I have a friend uh, who I met at college, who he now lives in Saudi Arabia, and he wishes me happy birthday. I have sure. a similar college friend in Ecuador. Um, and so, you know, those are kind of cool to me. But I do know, I walk, I go through and I like back every everybody who does that. And you think, well, that's silly. Eh, maybe. But it's an acceptable way to do that. Why? I guess my question would be, why wouldn't we do that? You know? Right, because it doesn't take hardly any time. Right. I mean, if now if you're... If, if you get somebody's information and they haven't friended you first and you do stalk them or you do try to find them, that can take time. But it's doable. I mean, you can... You can and it can't. also may be poorly received. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's kind of the darker side. That's where that's where you're... you're that's kind of like um, if, if you were to go to someone's house that you've already been to and they said, we don't want you to come back. That's that. They don't want to be found. They want you to leave them alone. Just hit, right. And, you respect. Know, Respect yeah, you gotta respect jumping into the dark web here. Aren't That's, right. We? That's right. Well, and uh, there is a larger backdrop to not uh, backdrop to this to um, not over spiritualize something, but I think sometimes we feel like all of this depends on our effort. You know yeah. what what we do with follow up, who we contact. Well, we can't let them get away. Well. Happily, we have a God that's bigger than any of our individual or even collective efforts. Yeah. And so, at some point, I mean, that's one of the one of the hardest spots in in Scripture is where Paul says, "I've turned them over to Satan." 
I don't think I've ever been to that point with a church member yet, uh, but right, but but we do appreciate that what he's saying is that they might be taught, that they might learn, indeed, that through this trial, whatever whatever the circumstance was, that God would bring them back, and and at some point. You know, when people say, "Okay, enough, I've had it," then then we have to, you know, we have to do that. But I think probably we're more in danger in general. We're more in danger of saying, "Well, I don't know if somebody wants me to do this or somebody wants me to do that," and so then we come off of looking like we don't care. And yeah, I would yeah. way rather be yeah. accused of contacting too much. Yeah, and I think it's better to err on the side <clears throat> of we're we're contacting you because we care. Yeah. We're not asking, we're not even asking anything from you. We're not after your money. We want to know, how are you doing as an individual? What can, you know, what can we pray for you? How can we pray for you? Uh, you know, what are some areas our church could come alongside? I mean, that, I think that's yeah. something that, that you can do anyway. Because, because really, if we, if we follow the idea out that we care about the individual, then leaving them in the lost state that they're in is not caring about them. And so not right. contacting them mm-hmm. is bad. Um, Contacting them solely for a baptism or a number check off. Hey, we also added bad. another number. Also bad. So you got to find, you got to find where Jesus calls us to, yep. which is calling us to love them as an individual, whether they're, whether they're a, um, a perfectly respectable member of the community or deplorable in the world's eyes or whatever. I mean, we're called to reach out to everybody with the gospel, not just those that look like us, sound like us, act like us. And so I think that's another place that we often fall down. Um, you know, we'll see a name that's filled out or we'll see someone that, oh, I don't want to go talk to that person for whatever reason, you know, no, whatever the reason is. And Jesus calls us past that so much to go and talk to them, to care about them, you know, to visit them, to, to be there for them. And when we do that, man, it just opens up doors for the gospel. It's just, it's incredible. And so that goes, something just occurred to me about, uh, about what you said earlier about we follow up in a very different way when somebody's a member of a church mm-hmm, yeah. somewhere. Um, besides being task-oriented, not being well-suited to the ministry because I'm task-oriented and not people-oriented, I'm also not well-suited because <laughs> I did at least get some smiles around the table in one hand duck there. Um, but also, sometimes what gets in the way of, of good ministry practice is that I'm competitive by nature. If, oh. if we're keeping score, then I want to have more points. <laughs> you just <laughs> if, need to find the right scorecard. Right, yeah. The one that has Jesus at the top. Yeah, well, and that's that's a good point. Uh, and it really is, while that may not sound very spiritual, it really is the kind of thing that we need to talk about. Why are, why are we doing this? I want to have the biggest church in Old Summit. That's just what I want. Okay, I want to have the so. There are some people who I know already go to church, and I like my church better than theirs. So it's the easiest thing in the world for me to say, "Hey, why don't you come and go over here?" That's terrible, right? Uh, that, that is, is deplorable. When somebody, <laughs> thank you, Brad. <laughs> thank you, Brad. Uh, when someone moves from a church they were actively attending to a, another church that they're going to actively attend. For some reason other than geography. Like, I mean, people move into our community, move out. Right. But if somebody comes from across town, they were active there, they started coming here, that has zero kingdom impact, right? God's kingdom is not changed in it's not any growing, way. It's just shifting. Right, it's just moved around. Yeah. Um, now, 
On the other hand, somebody says, oh, yeah, I'm a church member at such and so. Well, you know, how often do you go there? Oh, my gosh, it's been 10 years since I was there. Okay, yeah. well, you're not. Sure. Yeah, that's a whole different that's nothing. Thing. You can plug that one. Yeah, right. right. Yeah, you can have and, that. And we ought to, but we ought to celebrate that, too. In our context, just outside of Jefferson City, there's some other big churches in Jefferson City. And I found, not just me, but some of our folks, man, we're really patting ourselves on the back when somebody comes from another big church in Jefferson City. Yeah. Oh, look, we yeah. got this. Why? Are, yeah, I mean, yes, I'm glad for these people, but this is not something we should break our neck celebrating, and it's not something we should break our neck trying to get those folks. They're part of a, a church family. Yes, maybe there are gospel issues in some churches. There are some churches that go under the banner of Christ that I say, yeah, okay. Your understanding of the gospel is right. pretty thin. Uh, this is pretty tough, and I do believe that we're close, closer, whatever. Um, but I think we need to really think about, okay, we know the churches in our community whose who's theology may be a little different than ours, but they're a gospel-centered, Christ-centered church. Let that go. Yeah. We don't, if, if they're more comfortable there, if that's the way and the, pe- the way they worship, the people with whom they worship, God bless them. There are plenty of people <laughs> yeah. that aren't going anywhere that yep. we need to be that we need to be chasing after uh, rather than those people. And it's, you know, you might say, well, of course we're not competitive. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> and yeah. some of us are more so than others. Our pastor says something that's, that's helpful for me to remember. And it comes to churches, particularly Baptist churches. We have more than one Baptist church in town. But we're in cahoots. We're not in competition. Mm. And sometimes yeah. I need to say that to myself. Right. Yeah. Right. And when we're following up, I think that's worth saying to ourselves to say, look, what is the goal here? The goal is to reach people who are dead in their sin, that, yeah, that Christ yeah. might draw them to life in the gospel. Yeah. That's why we do all of this, not just to fill up our pews. All of this needs to be driven with the idea that we get to share the gospel with these people we follow up with. Well, yeah, because you can't... And it just it floors me when someone will go from one church to another just because I don't like the music or the preaching. It's not... They're heretics over there, and they're not preaching Jesus, <laughs> yeah. which to me is the only reason to leave a church... Not over silly, petty differences, but uh, in my uh, 11 years of ministry now, I've had six six people that I have sent back to their church who were potentially amazing instrumentalists or vocalists. And for me personally, it was one of the hardest things for me to look at them and say, you have to decide if you're going to come to our church, we'd love to plug you in and get you involved. But if you're going to go from our church to the other church and just flip-flop back and forth when you're not playing here, you're going to play there, or you're not singing here, you're going to sing there, you need to just go to that church. You need to go to the church that God has called you. You need to covenant together, be with them, and not go back and forth because it's, it's not helpful to you or that body of believers. And so if more churches would say that, then we could start focusing on the lost that's around us, those that do not see the light, those that are not able to know who Jesus is because they haven't heard. And we we do focus so much on, I just got to get more. And if we can pull them from that church, if we can pull them from this church, man, they're already ready. They're already going to serve, you know, whatever it is. It, it To me, it's just, it's so hard. Again, coming from California where we didn't, I don't remember this coming up again, growing in a different denominational background, uh, Methodist and then Presbyterian, not a hybrid uh, from an earlier podcast. <laughs> yes, thank you. Um, <laughs> But for me, I, 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 never, I never knew about that. We had people that came to our church. I'm sure that happened, but 
again, it wasn't something that I experienced. And then when we started going to the Baptist church out there, it was such a, a different, uh, such a different denomination that there weren't a lot of other Baptist churches to compete with. So if you were Baptist, you came there, mm. and it wasn't you didn't really flip flop around. So um, this has been kind of a new newer thing for me. Some of the switching and so moving, and so we're off the the follow-up issue a little bit so good luck titling this podcast but i can't let that go by uh without saying i think that ought to what brad just said i had six people who i sent back to their mm-hmm. their church family typically when somebody comes to our church from another church it's because of conflict mm-hmm. the word is very clear about what the christian's response to conflict would be so as a pastor i feel compelled it's not always the easiest conversation. Yeah. It's frequently not the easy conversation. But I ask them, okay, tell me, if they're coming from a church in town, tell me what your history is. Well, I got, and they'll almost invariably tell me if that's the deal. Uh, I got crossways with such and so. Okay, well, in love, I need to tell you, we're, we're tickled to death that you have found a spot that you like here. But I don't think we can, in good faith, entertain you becoming a member here when we have known conflict hanging out right. in a sister yeah. church, um, be prepared for people to look at you funny when you oh, say that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, six times. And, and again, again, <clears throat> there, there are some circumstances, right? Well, I just haven't been yeah. forever. Okay, that's a different deal. Well, Ten years ago, I had a conflict with the pastor. Right. I decided not to go. I feel like that's more. That's more of a kingdom expanding. Right. Because they're yes. coming back against the you know the lost sheep, whatever, whatever metaphor or parable you want to insert there. But that's totally different than an active member who is upset about something, a conflict right. with something, going to another church. <laughs> and, and guess what? You know. If they got mad at the last church, they're right? At, exactly. They're exactly. going to get There's mad at your church, <laughs> <So>. <laughs> that's, right? That's really a top-down thing that the pastor and the staff yep. they yes. need to be resolute in that that we are about kingdom growth. Not just yeah, about not shifting, numerical growth. Yeah, no. shifting people. Because when I was in Kansas City, there was a large church that was going through some very difficult times. And um, a, a newer church, an up-and-coming church, uh, was growing. And 500 people mm. came from the church that was struggling and showed up on one Sunday at this. Oh and the my. pastor, uh, Phil Hopper, and... and for this, I, I will say, man, that I want to follow what he's doing. He got up in front of his whole church and said, hey, guys, thanks for coming. But if you have not resolved hmm. the conflict Whoa. back there, go back to your church. Mm. And once you were resolved, sure, if you feel like you can still come here, great. We, right. yeah. we op- open arms for you. Absolutely. For a pastor to tell 500 yeah. people and all their tithe and all their energy. Don't come to my church. Yeah. You know? And I think that's I think that's right. Sorry, Will. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> talking too much, and Will's been sitting over here in the corner going, that's ah, okay. I didn't have to talk in this podcast. It's he's, fine. He's, he's, okay. only, he's got he's the only force senior, with him. Just he's the only senior pastor here in the room. So. <laughs> Check you know, what, what fast. Every, every Sunday you get to say whatever you want. You know, that's <laughs> that's right. Right. This is our time. Yeah. <laughs> But, yes, it does need to be top-down, pressed. I think that's exactly right. But as, as people in the pew, we can support that. Mm-hmm. Because there have to be at least a few people in your church that are going, what? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. as he's saying this, he's going, 
no way. We we need to support that. And even when we run into somebody that, as a pastor, when I'm clear about that, or you can start right now if you're just uh, just if you're a member of a church and you're not in the leadership role, but you meet somebody in your pew because I'm hey, well we came today from, you know. Harmony Baptist Church, because that's always a church split, right? Uh, Friendship Baptist Church. Oh, I see, right? Uh, But we came from there last Sunday, and you can already start that conversation. Hey, I'm sorry to hear that. Um, You know, we know that's tough, but not in just such a way of like, oh, hey, great, you know? Okay, so go ahead. Sorry. So one of the things that I don't people have called me out on and I got good reason for doing this is um, I'll tell people to go to other churches not because I don't want them to come to my church but if I know that if somebody is in Holt Summit I'm not going to say why don't you drive 40 minutes to Rising Sun I'm going to say you know there's a good church over there with a a good pastor and an okay associate pastor (laughs) you should go there uh, or check them out and sometimes they'll look at me and they're like why are you saying this I mean, I would love for you to come but let's be real you might make that trip a few times but after a while it's going to get tiring mm-hmm. and I want yeah. you to get, be established in a church that's in your community that you can serve with in your community um, again I'm looking at kingdom growth instead of just what's going to happen at Rising Sun but I also will say this for any pastors that are listening to me going, that guy's just crazy. Um, I believe when you do that, God will still bless your church. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's why I don't fear if somebody, you know, is out out in South Callaway, I will say, hey, you know, there's a good church plant right out there. Mm-hmm. Why don't you start? Sure. Why don't you check yeah. them out? And I know God's going to bless me and Rising Sun because of the kingdom growth. Yep. Not just come over here. Yeah, because when you when you, when you do that, uh, yeah, Will just left. Going back to Twitter. Because uh, when you do that, when you when you tell them, hey, I understand this is a long trip. You are communicating. I care about you. I care about your relationship right. with Jesus. And we could totally serve you. And we could work together. And we could partner together. And and do ministry together. But it might be too long. I, I have found more often than not. Um, sometimes people will still come they'll be like well yeah i still want to come you you know god's called me here we're willing to make that drive yeah even if it's for a year or two or whatever um i feel like i feel like if you do that rather than just saying oh yeah you should drive an hour to our church because we're better than the church that you live next door to we're far better than them i i yeah just again i have such a hard time with that but well i'm not as competitive as others right you know Right, so I'm. What you're saying is I'm better at being competitive than you are. That's good. Okay, <laughs> no, he's just the band geek. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, when, I was, right. when I was in choir, we. Uh, <laughs> well, it, okay. We so had I, choir competitions. We followed up. with Is that those like Pitch Perfect or something? Uh, yes, it was exactly the same. If you've seen Pitch Perfect, there are three now, four, six, something. It was that and High School okay. Musical all rolled into one. They're in a race it's with the Fast and the Furious for most sequels, but um, again, California. Yeah. Yeah, but I truthfully, even in I, I grew up in playing trombone in our in our band, singing in the choir, also playing basketball. Man in band, somebody was first chair. Why wouldn't that be me? <laughs> right? I mean, why? You know. But so this all goes. I do think this all goes in follow up, though, because I think what we've touched on is that follow up. 
starts in a very casual, even superficial manner, uh, right? It's a very light touch, a, a card, a letter, an email, a phone call. Mm-hmm. But as we get to know folks, this all falls in. Where are you coming from? Not just It's not just a, a blanket statement, oh, yeah, anybody who comes here, uh, we, we'd be glad to have you no matter where you came from. We again, we care about you. So as we follow up, there's some things we're going to learn about them. Some of which may cause us to put the brakes on and say, "Wait a minute, there's something we need to deal with here." Yeah. And uh, yeah. I think keeping the goal in mind, kingdom mindset, uh, people mindset, all of that's desperately important. And it'll direct a lot of the choices we make in how we get information, what we do with it, and and how that all works. Yeah. So get out there, do it. If you're a pastor, lead your church. Um, real quick, I mean, we're, we're right at 44 minutes right now. But say a visitor comes to you on Sunday morning, comes to your church this Sunday morning. What's your process? Yeah, Union Hill, we're gonna, we got a little blue card that's in the hymnal rack right in front of me. That's what we'll say. There's a little blue card right in front of you in your hymnal rack. We'd love for you to fill that out. And... Uh, usually I close the service. Uh, Brother Frank's there. If he's not there, somebody will be back there. But our main foyer, if you're a first-time guest or a first-time in a while, we encourage you to fill out the little blue card and also exit through our main foyer because Brother Frank's right there by the door, and he would love to introduce himself, let you introduce yourself to him right before you leave. Uh, like I said, we talk a little bit about what the information's for, but that's just what we say. So who does the letter writing? Uh, that's something our secretary, it's a form letter, It's very and, and Brother Frank or I sign. Okay. One or the other. And then she also, our, our secretary, sends that contact information to whatever deacon team is on that week, and then they're responsible for one of them emailing out to them and saying, hey, we're glad you were here, or if we can help, you know. Does your Sunday school classes, your Sunday school teachers get that? Boy, that's sure the plan. That uh, that part of the process not in place very well. Yeah, we we talk about a process where they get probably four or five touches. Legitimately, they get two, uh, and then after a couple of weeks, uh, Brother Frank's usually going to run through those cards and call, just touch base one time uh, through call. If they gave us a phone number, some of them don't. Yeah. Some of them just give us an email. Yeah. That's just the way it works. Well. Um, you know, we're we're at the kind of point where I just bought the envelopes. <laughs> Went to Sam's, bought a big box of envelopes. And, yeah, we got the cards, and we try to connect with each other as much as possible and get them to fill out the cards. Um, and, again, I found a lot of uh, useful things via the Facebook Messenger and stuff like that. Um, but right now it's just getting the information, just kind of sending them a letter, um, and again, it's just kind of a pre-written letter. Sign it, send it out, and maybe call a little bit later. Brad? Uh, yeah, so we we have uh, the bulletins with the tear-off on it, and we ask them to tear that off uh, and then to put their information on it, and then either Gary or I will contact them. Uh, we give that information to a lady in our church, and she'll either call or email or write them a letter. And then depending on, you know, ages and things, we'll try to get that to Sunday school teachers, you know, so if they're of a certain age, we'll get it to our younger adult leaders. If they're kids, um, get it to them, and then we just try to follow up. We, 
I really try to encourage people for more personal connections, like you said, mm-hmm. like going to them saying, hey, you know, you're new. Can we fill out this information? Or if they have kids, we have them register and write down all their information for our nursery anyway because we need that, yeah. you know, for all kinds of reasons. Um, but so that's another really good way to try to get in and, and get all their information. I personally am not a big fan of being contacted a bunch by people, so I try not to just have it be the same person or the same mm-hmm. same meeting. You know, if they're somebody, if they get a phone call, I'm not going to call them again the next day. Things like that. Just trying to make sure everybody's yeah. doing something different, a different e- email, phone call, whatever. Um, and again, I try not to be the one to make the phone calls, <laughs> but I've made a few and. I'm still alive, and some of the people have even come back, so that's been good. But, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it's just I think it is important just to do something to, to somehow contact them or uh, or even call them and say, hey, we're you know I live right down the street, can I come see you? You know, we're in your neighborhood, can can we stop by? Um, you know, another thing that I've seen done I've seen done well and, and heard done well in other places is trying to uh, take them to eat. You know, so if they come back a second week and say, hey, can our pastor, a pastor goes up to him, or uh, we've even had some of our Sunday school teachers after somebody comes a second week, it's like, hey, let's go out to eat. We want to take you. And I was like, oh, that's the best thing ever. Because yeah. sharing a meal together, you have time to talk. You can bring up conversations about the sermon, about the worship service. I mean, if we could get more people on that level, you wouldn't need the follow-up stuff. Yeah. You have the personal relationships that are just growing the kingdom and, and phone calls and text messages and cards wouldn't even be necessary if if all church members and pastoral staff members were just following up personally with I mean, people. Acts chapter 2 and Acts chapter 6 still applies. Breaking bread together. Uh, growing the kingdom. Depends on the bread. <laughs> <laughs> but probably. Right on, right on. Hey guys, thank you for, for being here. Uh, talking about follow-up. Great stuff. Um, probably have to revisit this because there's a ton of things I wanted to um, talk about. But main thing is, just do it. Get out there, start somewhere, and um, and allow God to to really grow your church. Yeah, absolutely. So, all right. Thanks. Bye.